From the red carpet arrivals to glamorous after parties, it's the most magical night of the year. And today, the Action Network honors Hollywood the best way we know how, by helping you profit off the monumental creative achievements of others. And what's more Hollywood than that? Let's gamble on the Academy Awards. What's up, everybody? This is the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and this is the betting preview for the 95th presentation of the Academy Awards. I'm here with my dude, Colin Wilson, and we are going to break down uh, all of the top categories as well as all of our best bets outside those categories, everything you need to bet the 95th Oscars. Uh, we'll start with best picture and keep going down. So, Colin, what's going on? Glad to be here with you again. And uh, how are you feeling about this year's race? There's not a lot of times you and I get to cross streams. I look forward to this podcast. It's our fourth time we've done this. We love doing this Oscars betting and we've made some big money. I will just get it out right now. I'm still pissed that Cynthia Revo did not win our 50 to one years ago. Let's keep chipping away. Let's see if we can find some winners here. Poor one out for Cynthia, man. That was that was <laughs> tough, but uh, I'm pretty sure we made it back. But uh, let's start with best picture here. Thank you. Well, it all comes down to this, the best picture. And the nominees are... The front runner is everything, everywhere, all at once at minus 700, which means you got to uh, bet $700 to win 100 for, for those who... Uh, bet maybe only during the Oscars if you listen to this, you know, shouts to you. Uh, Banshees of Sharon is next at 11 to 1, so a huge gap between the front runner and everybody else. All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, 14 to 1. Uh, the Fablemans at 25 to 1, and then a bunch of long shots after that. Top Gun Maverick, Tar, Elvis, uh, Women Talking, Avatar, and Triangle of Sadness rounded out. So Colin... Uh, what are we doing for best picture? Amazing to me how far the Fablemans has fallen because I think six months ago they were the favorite in this and and then everything everywhere all at once just took over the market. And we're not just talking best picture. We're talking a lot of categories. Mm -hmm. Everything everywhere all at once took over. And, and I think the Fablemans were minus 120 about six months ago. And it's funny how far that they have fallen down. So for me with this, you know, every everything everywhere all at once minus you know whatever the minus minus 700 it's probably going to steam on game day when we get to the oscars day but what everybody needs to realize is that 97 percent of the experts and editors make this the number one film and remember how the oscar voting happens it you list it one two three you get points for where you fall in these ballots and when i say 97 percent of experts and editors pick this as the number one picture chris I couldn't find anybody that put it lower than two. The people that didn't pick this as a number one film picked it as number two. So to me, this is the cheapest buy on the board. Minus 700, please. It's an easy buy. Yeah, it's it's undervalued, according to that. And by the way, for everyone listening, when we say experts and editors, we're talking about uh, our friends at GoldDerby.com. Uh, essentially, kind of, I would look at them as the sharps uh, of award show races. Uh, you know, they have a bunch of editors and experts. Uh, and when you look at them, and I've been following, trying to tracking their success uh, since they started tracking in 2011. And, you know, kind of to your point, you know, even if they don't get uh, every category right, uh, anyone who who's voting for them, like, you know, as, as long as a film gets one vote, it's in the running. There's usually not a film where no expert or no editor uh, picked that goes on to win in a category. So 
Uh, you know, to your point here, I think everything everywhere is in a good spot. And I will say this, you know, uh, you know, BAFTA, the, the winner was all quiet on the Western front, right? Well, the BAFTA winner for best film has lost the last eight Oscar best pictures, which is, so you, you can essentially qu- cross all quiet out. I would say this, it, you know, that's an ugly number. A lot of people aren't going to want to weigh, you know, 700, probably a thousand uh, to win a hundred. Uh, I would say the only upset contender in my opinion uh and i've watched uh i've watched everything every i've watched pretty much all of these uh movies on, on on this list the only one i would say is banshees of inishir and and, he, yeah. and it's it's still so low but that was just banshees i think was just a really great movie kind of matched it uh in every in, in a lot of different categories but they, everywhere everything all at once there's just more movie right like it was just longer yeah uh, you know, it, there was more special effects and more editing. Checked and, all the boxes. Right, Checked right. all the boxes. Right. So, and, 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 and I agree with you that that is the contender here, but does it get enough second place votes to even try to chip away at what the price is here? To me, Raybon, no, no. when you look at the fact that the editors and the experts are all over this and the fact yeah. that it's not falling below two, I would buy this to minus 3,200. That's what I priced it at for best picture. And you know what? I'm going to put a lot of money in this. And like Bong Joon-ho said, I'm going <laughs> to drink a lot of beer. I'm going to cash this ticket. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight after he won for Parasite Best Picture, Best Director. Uh, speaking of Best Director, let's go right into the Best Director nominees for this year. Daniel Kwan uh, and Daniel Shiner for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Minus 1,800. Spielberg is at plus 850. Um, you know, he's the second place. Then you have... Uh, Tar and Banshees and Triangle of Sadness, uh, huge long shots here. But I, I know you're kind of tempted here uh, by Spielberg. So talk about him. I am. I mean, I'm calling it the two Daniels, right? So if you go by the experts, the two Daniels should be about minus 300 and Spielberg should be plus 300. If you go by the experts and you go by the editors over at Gold Derby, there's a lot of love for the two Daniels, but not enough to justify the price that's in the market right now. Right now, you should be getting Spielberg up to plus 300, and that is the play for me. I mean, it's tough to sway from the Director's Guild. Sam Mendes won Director's Guild and then lost Bong Joon-ho in 2019. That was Parasite versus 1917. Uh, hopefully, there's no Yorgos uh, uh, <laughs> steam here that we had, you know. But right now, Spielberg, to me, has value to three to one. And the reason I want to take an underdog here and the reason I want to go against the Director's Guild is because the name is Spielberg. If you're going to take a dog and the name is Spielberg, it's actually not a bad bet. I, I actually disagree here. And that's because I just I just don't think The Favorites was a good movie. I think the reason it started out hot and fell down was because it wasn't a good movie. I think everyone was like, whoa, Steven Spielberg, he's making a movie about himself. It's going to be it's going to be great. And then it just wasn't. I just think this is a stay away for me. It's it's not a huge like I didn't throw a whole bunch of money down. I do have money on Spielberg. Mm-hmm. It's a little it's a little wager and I would buy it to three to one. That's it. After that, if it's, you know, and I don't think it's going to steam either. Maybe because the weekend of the Oscars, Spielberg gets the pub because of his name and all of that in the category. But I would just say this is a small bet. Spielberg to three to one. That's the price point. All right. Best actress. The nominees are. Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once is the favorite, uh, minus 125. Got Kate Blanchett from Tar at minus 115. So they're kind of co-favorites here, um, Mm -hmm. at at least on FanDuel. Uh, And then Andrea Riseborough from Two Leslie, uh, Michelle Williams from The Fablemans, 
uh, and Anna, Anna de Armas from Blonde are all uh, 25 to 1 or greater. So big long shots there. Uh, I think it's a two two woman race here with Michelle and Kate. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, this one's tough. Now, let me get my personal stuff out in the open here and set it aside because I am emotionally attached to Benjamin Button and Kate Blanchett is... If she wins her third Oscar here, I'm not going to be surprised. I love her. I love everything she does. And I saw Tar. I actually like Tar. It doesn't fall in any category that is Colin Wilson. I still love the movie. Uh, but I'm going to set all of that aside because you have to look at what the category of best actress is. The rule, play a historical character. Jessica Chastain won as Tammy Faye Baker, Renee Zell Zellweger, but she played Judy Garland. And Olivia Coleman, uh, you know, Queen Anne. I mean, it was a big upset over Glenn Close, right? Historical characters matter here. Nine of 24 experts took Kate Blanchett over Michelle Yao. Two of 13 editors took Kate Blanchett over Michelle Yao. This is Blanchett's eighth nomination for Academy Awards. Saying all that, I think Michelle Yao survives all the steam. I need plus 160 to buy Kate Blanchett. I can't do it at the current market price. I would buy Michelle Yao up to minus 160. Yeah, I love Kate. In tar. I actually think Kate might probably just straight up, you know, who is the best, who had the best performance? Probably Kate because she carried the movie, whereas like in everything, Michelle everything all didn't. Want, yeah, we're yeah, gonna get there. She I mean, didn't. I, yeah, she didn't she didn't have to. And it's not it's not a knock on her though. Like she didn't mm -hmm. it, like, I, like she was great and she had a lot of like her emotional scenes, I think, were like even the the, the facial expressions she made, I thought were were really great. But I look at the two odds and they're essentially being treated them being treated as co-favorites. So at this point. I, I think you go where the value is, right? Like I, I think yeah. there it, it is a toss-up. But you look at Gold Derby, who again we 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 do trust, and they have a a track record of success uh, since they started tracking. Seventy-three percent uh, of the winners in this category uh, were ranked number one by the editors and experts. That's Michelle Yeoh. So you know, mm -hmm. you also look at this year, Michelle Yeoh, sixty-eight percent, eighty-five percent. Uh, 68% experts, 85% editors, um, you know, even at 68%, the implied odds about would be about minus 213. And yeah. she's still minus 125. So I do think it's a toss up. But when you're betting, you're looking for value, right? You're not going to win every bet all the time. As long as you make good value bets, uh, you're going to profit over the long term. So in this one, I, I'm going as much as I love Kate, uh, I'm going with Michelle here. Uh, at at these odds. And yeah, I, I think you play them up to, you know, anything under minus 200, given what yep. we're seeing from, from the industry experts, um, I, I think it is fair for Michelle, but I, I thought, I thought Kate would actually be a bigger underdog, but the thing was she did win, you know, she won at the golden Globe in, in one of the categories they split with, and then she won the BAFTA and the critics choice. Um, so, you know, it, it is kind of, she, she's definitely in the running, you know, like she, she has a lot yeah, of personal. Absolutely. Running. So yeah. I, I think price point, price point's important, right? So right. I'm yep. taking Michelle, Michelle Yeoh at minus 125. I'm locking that in right now as we're recording this pod. Actually, I bought her six months ago when she was plus money. But Kate Blanchett, the price point for me at Kate Blanchett is plus 160. So if we see some steam on Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett falls a little bit, that's when I'm going to buy Kate Blanchett as plus 160. All right, let's go to best actor. We got the nominees for best actor here. Brendan Fraser at minus 180. Uh, that's the what whale. A, what a performance. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't need to interrupt that. What <laughs> Austin, a performance. Austin Butler from Elvis at plus 120. Colin Farrell from the band She's of Inner Sharon at 
14 to one. And, and then Paul Mescal from After Sun and, and Bill Nye from Living, uh, both big, big long shots here. Uh, what do you like? Yeah. So let's, let's go full disclosure here. Uh, I saw the whale, uh, the second that it came out and I, it, listen, if you're listening to this, it's Oscars, it's spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, the scene of his binge eating at the fridge, mm. I immediately said, this is an Oscar winning performance for Brendan Fraser. I, I, I have never seen anything like that on camera, uh, as a person, whose wife watches 600 pound life. This is something that needs to be talked about, needs to be discussed about mental health, about the reason people get the way that they are in the whale with Brandon Frazier. I was so submerged into this performance. I immediately bet it months ago. Then I started to realize this isn't the, this should not be the favorite. The favorite in this should be Elvis by far. It's not even close. So if you look at the gold derby editors, right, they've got, they've got uh, Austin Butler, Nine of them of the 13, uh, Frazier, they've got four of the 13 mm -hmm. experts. They, I mean, they love 12, 12 for the Elvis performance, nine for Brendan Frazier, three for Colin Farrell for the Banshees, a British actor and a British produced film with a BAFTA is the template for this. This is how you and I, Raybon, cashed Anthony Hopkins, right? Yep. Anthony Hopkins, seven to one. You and I made big money. They cut the Oscars show off and it just went off the air. You know, they didn't even, I mean, it's just like Anthony Hopkins isn't here. Here's the award. The show's over, right? So the template is British actor, British produce. BAFTA is the template. But, you know, so does the Banshees fit that? It was UK produced, but I mean, it's an Ireland movie. So, problem is the Baptist went for Austin Butler and that's where everything started steaming in. The Baptist got Austin Butler for Elvis. A24 is the Amer is an American production company. Brennan Frazier is from Indiana. So there's none of this British influence going on with best actor going on here. And by the way, Brennan Frazier is not Estonian. He is American. He is not, he's from Indiana. Uh, he's not the Encino man. You don't think he's not from Estonia. Uh, but listen, experts give Butler a 50% shot. You add in the fact that the editors, it's a 56% shot. The pick is Austin Butler. Anything that's plus money, you are, I'm hammering this to minus 125. I have been limited. Uh, I have been, I, this is my biggest wager of the entire podcast is Austin Butler to win best actor for Elvis. Uh, I will keep pounding this till it's minus 125. Yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite bets on the board as well uh, with Austin Butler. Uh, he is uh, plus 120 at FanDuel, mm -hmm. and I agree. He, he should be the favorite. He won't be on Sunday. He won't he be won't on be. Sunday. He should be the favorite. He won the Golden Globe and the BAFTA. Fraser did get the, uh, the Critics' Choice and the SAG. But again, you look at Gold Derby, and they're, you know, the experts and the editors are in favor of Butler of, you know, 81% of the time. That number one gold derby choice wins. Yep. Uh, and the only other, you know, the other two times, the other times it's been the number two guy. So I think Farrell, even though, you know, I thought he was really good in Banshees. I don't think he's going to, uh, to take that one home. So I think Butler should be uh, a decent favorite here. Probably about 60 to 70% favorite and probably two out of every three times I would say he wins. So I'd probably go even higher than, than uh, the minus 125. I'd probably go again in any one of those. If you're, if you're under minus 200, I'd be fine with it. Uh, I, I think, I also think there's a little bit of controversy working against Frazier, um, yep. you know, you know, rocking the fat suit. The there fat was some, suit. Yeah. They, they were, and they were saying, Hey, why didn't, why didn't you guys just give, the, the role to a, a more overweight actor, you know, rather, you know, right. so there's, there was just a lot of 
Uh, and, you know, kind you, of. You know why? You know why? Because no overweight actor has Brendan Fraser's voice. Exactly. Exactly. When yeah. I think... He reads when he <laughs> reads his daughter's poetry and her work. It's just Brendan Fraser's voice was yeah. so mesmerizing, and that's why I bet it immediately. But I am saying right now that. I've seen the experts, the editors. Butler is an underdog. He shouldn't be an underdog. Don't get wrapped up in the fact. And for you're right. Frazier's getting a lot of hate from people in the industry because of the fat suit, which is yeah. terrible. Yeah. And we, and we have the fact that, I mean, just kind of little things, I think also kind of break toward Butler. Like, you know, Frazier essentially, and, and this is, you know, you could kind of look at it both ways, but he was, he was in the same spot the whole entire movie for, for, for more or less, mm -hmm. except a couple of, couple of times. Uh, and then Butler actually did some of his singing. Uh, in the Elvis yeah. movie, not all of it, but he did, he did do some and they kind of mixed with the old Elvis vocals. But um, I think that, you know, you know, that he was kind of doing some of his own performative, uh, you know, stuff in that movie. I, I think that should get him. Get him that was actually, top. it's a bit, it's been a big deal in the past. It's been a big deal when mm -hmm. you sing your own music in the past. Yeah. And if you don't sing your own music, it's, it's gone against you. So, you know, don't get me started on Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. I, <laughs> I, I still have some uh, tickets out there that, that didn't win uh, getting that movie to the to the to the to the counter. But uh, yeah. yeah, singing your own stuff. Big deal. All right. Let's go to best original screenplay. The nominees are Everything Everywhere All at Once at minus 150. Banshees of Anna Sharon uh, at Even Money, uh, which is just plus 100 or one to, you know, one to one. Uh, the Fablemans, Tar. And Triangle of Sadness uh, round out the uh, nominees. All of them are 23 to 1 uh, or more. So this is another two-film race. Uh, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because I have I have, I have, have a thought as to how I think this is going to go. But but I, I, I think both of them are worthy. But, but what are your thoughts on which one did you like yeah. more? Which one do you think is going to win? Yeah, I think everything, every everything, everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win. But I've loaded all my money into Best Picture, and I think, Ribbon, I think you need to kind of sort it out for everybody. If you love that movie to win Best Picture, do you hedge a little bit and put some of that money here because the price is better? What is the better? I mean, gamble. What is the better investment? I'm not here to lose tickets. I'm not here just to mm -hmm. generally gamble. I want to know what's the best value. And at minus one fifty, if it's going to win Best Picture, which you and I have already decided that it is. Should I be putting money into this? Let's say I got a hundred dollars. Should I be putting 50 into this category and 50 into, you know, best picture? You let me know because that's where I struggled with this, right? Is this the price point I want to buy or is it best picture? That's where I was. I think you can, I think if you really like this movie and, and this is, the, this is why I struggle with this. And I think I'm going, I think I go Banshees here. Number one, I think Banshees, if, it, if there's anywhere where it does beat everything everywhere, because I do think they're 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 a lot closer than maybe the odds would say, um, mm -hmm. but I do think the Banshee screenplay was just amazing. Um, it was just so simple, but yet so like profound and just it, it was just it it was perfect. Like um, so, but but that being said, the fact that you know, as for for as many nominations and as much uh, momentum as everything everywhere all at once has, for it to still just be minus one fifty. Uh, you know, to win this award kind of tells you that, you know, it's not real. Like this might be one of the ones where they try to recognize another film. And when I look at Banshees, I don't know where else it's going to win, but I think right. it's the second best movie of the year. And so I think, I think just knowing how, like they, like, like you said, most people aren't putting everything everywhere below two on, on that, on their, on exactly. Their bowl. So I think this might be one where they say, 
kind of like me. I'm like, hey, it could be either one. Let's give Banshees it here, um, you know, because it, it's probably not going to get recognized anywhere else, and we do want it to get recognized. And also, you know, the Gold Derby experts, their number one choice 91% of the time, it is one. That's Banshees, 64% to 38%. Gold Derby experts are saying Banshees. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna roll with them, and I'm, I'll take Banshees, uh, you know, anything up to about minus 150. Um, I think Banshee should be the favorite. Uh, I'm wrong with the experts here. And I, I just think screenplay-wise only, I think that's where Banshee's really, really excelled. So uh, I, I, I do. I, and, 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 and that also kind of, again, it goes into, you know, the, the best picture thing. Because, I, I again, I really think Banshee's the second film, and I don't think it – I don't really think it has a great chance anywhere else. And I, I think the odds in this case, like you said, are just kind of telling us something. Like, it's like it's for as much love as everything everywhere is getting, for it to just be minus 150, that's a tell. So, yeah, I, I, I like I like Banshee's here. Uh, and and I, you, you still, still agree with money. You still agree with me that for best picture, though, the money goes into everything everywhere. Right here is where you take a chance. Yes, if you're yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because Banshees is number two in both. I think this one is a much more likely win, um, you know, than 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 Best Picture. You know, Best Picture, everything everywhere is so strong o- across the board um, that I, it's it would be hard to to lose it. Even though I think Banshees can, you know, it, it, there's nothing really you can knock with Banshees. It just it there was just less of it. It was just shorter. Movie. I think it was under two hours. You know, it just it's just one of those kind of things. But screenplay wise. I mean, I made sure to watch all these where I could with the uh, with subtitles on if I if I streamed yeah. them. And so I'm looking at the screenplays for that exact reason. And like Banshees is just great, man. I mean, just, you know, you always call, have to call them saying, it. like, I just don't like you anymore. Like, you know, like, <laughs> trust me, as a guy that watches Christopher Nolan movies yeah. uh, three to three dozen times, subtitles are so important into the votes here and like understanding where a movie, what the director is trying to get across from yep. the words that he was given. So. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Banshees, I, I like this here. Let's take a shot. Yep, Banshee, so Banshees at plus 100. All right, we got Best Adapted Screenplay up next. The nominees, Women Talking, minus 240 is the front runner. All Quiet on the Western Front is plus 155. Glass Onion, Top Gun Maverick, and Living are all long shots uh, at 23-1, to 29-1, 34-1, to respectively. Uh, what do you think about this category? Well, I want to step out and we're going to talk about this later in the pod. I want to step out of the mold, the template, the the blueprint, the stats, the editors, the experts and everywhere. And I just want to say. When is Tom Cruise's movie going to get an award? When is he when is when is that going to get their accolades? When are they going to be talked about? Where in this show are, are they going? This movie was pushed off for covid reasons and then it finally comes out and the goddamn movie's excellent. Mm-hmm. The movie is Excellent. We're flying with Goose's kid. We're taking down super planes that are like, you know, what I, I mean, I can't, it, and, and he survives, Maverick survives, and Goose's kid saves him. And then they're F 15, it's 1985, and holy shit, we're back on the beach playing football again. This is the best. And Jennifer Connolly's in it for all of us that love Jennifer Connolly growing up. Jennifer Connolly's in it. Tom Cruise is in it. This is a great movie. So the question is, is when do I get my money in? I think there's another spot. We'll talk about it later. Little money, $25, $35, no more than $50. Give me 29 to one on Maverick. Ooh, yeah, man. I I, I, I mean, 
there is another category that I, I do think uh, Top Gun is going to win. I was, I was surprised how good it was. I mean, what is that? 36 years between uh, yeah. the first one. It was very good. The Tom Cruise football scene. Iceman is probably dead. the worst scene in the movie, but <laughs> Iceman's dead. How do you? It's got to win somewhere, yeah. Chris. Iceman it, is dead. I think. I think it's gonna give best sound. I, I think it's gonna give best sound. I, you know, for this this one, the only reason I don't I don't hate you for for going with a long shot is because, you know, women talking is the favorite. The Oscars are mostly still still skew. Male heavy, right? Yes. I I just wonder if this is another one of those movies that could get lost and and maybe get beat out. You know, as I was watching it, I thought the screenplay was pretty good. Um, But it's interesting because when you look at the, you know, like the Writers Guild, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is his biggest um, competitor, it wasn't eligible. So Women Talking won at the Writers Guild uh, and it won at the Critics' Choice. Uh, and that's why they're steamed. Oh, quiet! Yeah, yeah. Right. So it, it, it's real. Like when you look at the Gold Derby, uh, editors are at fifty. Uh, experts are at fifty-six percent. Editors are at fifty-four percent. So what that tells us is that it should be a favorite, but it should be more like a, a minus one twenty-five favorite, mm-hmm. not not a you know minus two forty favorite. So this category, we could see an upset. Yeah. Uh, all quiet is also kind of overvalued just based on this so i don't hate i don't hate you for taking a, a top gun a, a, there is a couple of uh editors and uh or, or an expert and an editor on gold derby that that's that is picking uh top gun so uh, i think well, if you well, are going to go off the board that's the movie we haven't said this yet and we we've talked about we talked about this is our fourth time we've done the academy awards podcast we talked about the voter base increasing from seven thousand mm-hmm. to nine thousand. Yeah. they want to be all inclusive they want the show to be more of everything, which thanks to uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, we got we got a lot of everything last year. <laughs> uh, it, but what, so what I'm saying is, is there is a group of people in this voting base of nine thousand plus that's going to vote women talking no matter what. And then you have to, where are the neutral votes going to fall? Right? Yeah. Are they going to go Glass Onion? Are they going to go All Quiet? They're not going to go with the British movie. This voting base is not going to go with the British movie, which wasn't, you know, wasn't eligible. Where the where are the neutral votes going to fall? Because a guy's guy is going to vote for Top Gun. Yeah. The women talking base is going to vote for women talking. So now yeah. you have to ask about the neutral vote. And this is still a male voting base big time. And I think this is a good a good place to take a big underdog. And I think Top Gun it's somewhere, somewhere. There's little sprinkles of Top Gun everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think Top Gun is the right long shot. This is probably a stay away for me because again, I, I, I think when women talking takes it because we did have that movie, um, well, a promising young woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was, was you know, last year or the year before kind of a similar theme yeah, to we that love movie. The and and, and yes. it did one and it did win. It did win for screenplay, not for, it got upset an actress, but it did win screenplay. So that does give me some hope for women talking. I think it's likely, but I, I just think you're paying too much for it so uh yeah i think this is kind of like a, a women talking or or like a stay away or just go long shot here with uh with, with top fun best supporting actress the nominees and this one this one is wide open so we got angela bassett from black panther wakanda forever uh, at plus 130s which automatically tells you there's not even a, a a favorite better than 50 50 uh according to the books uh jamie lee curtis from everything everywhere all at once is plus 165. Terry Condon from the Banshees of Inisherin 
is plus 175. Uh, then we got Hong Chao and uh, Stephanie Zhu, and they're both 34 to one long shots. I thought Stephanie was actually like, she deserves better than, than this. I, I thought she was really good, right. um, but she hasn't been getting, getting love uh, in, in this cycle. But so I think it's, it's a three, three woman race. It looks like anyway, Bassett, Curtis, Condon, what are you thinking? Well, let me just get this out of the way. I'm in my mid forties. And if you're in your mid forties, Jamie Lee Curtis was a really big deal at 12 years old. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Uh, in this category, best supporting actress, what is the template for betting? upsets happen here they happen a lot you want to look for somebody extremely young or you want somebody over 60 that has generally been the template over the years jamie lee curtis won the sag carrie condon bafta if those two align it's a winner but that's not what happened the baftas and the sags went in different directions editor you know condon if you look at the gold derby like we we go to the gold derby and we look at the number of votes right and from an editor perspective, Condon had seven versus Angela Bassett's four versus Jamie Lee Curtis's two. Ew, we can't bet Jamie Lee Curtis. If you look at the experts, Angela Bassett, high, 13 votes versus Condon, seven. Jamie Lee Curtis down at four. Damn. Experts, editors, you put it together. They have Angela Bassett in at 46%. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a minus 117. Condon, 38%. That's a plus 165. So at plus 200. I'm betting Condon. I'm betting it down to plus 160. That's going to be my pick for best supporting actors. So I actually like, I I, I went back and forth on this a lot. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm back at Bassett. And here's here's why. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can we talk about the Marvel perspective? Like this is the first time a yeah, I know. actor yeah. from Marvel has been nominated. Yep. And there are people like Martin Scorsese that hate Marvel movies. And there's in the industry... I, we've talked about this years past. Netflix, Apple TV, is there a bias against them because of what they are? They're killing the industry. Martin Scorsese says that movies are now uh, theme parks with Marvel movies. This is the first time an actor from a Marvel movie has been nominated. Yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely an impediment. I think that's why you're seeing, I think that's why you're seeing the plus one third. You know, she's not a favorite, even though she like she's the favorite, but she's not even 50-50. But I think the fact that she even got nominated tells you people are coming around. But it's it, this is a tough one. The way I the way I'm looking at it from the numbers perspective is that Gold Derby, eleven years they've been tracking this. While there's been upsets in the general market, the Gold Derby number one has won every single time, every single time. Now the issue is Gold Derby's never disagreed before. <laughs> this year. Right. <laughs> you know, they, they they disagree within the categories, but overall, uh, Bassett is number one. So, like, if you look at it from that perspective, combined odds, Gold Derby number one has never lost. That's still Bassett. She's also getting 56% of experts, which experts tend to be the most, they have the largest sample size in editors, about, there's about three times as many experts as there are editors, uh, two to three, right. depending on who submits. So that's why I'm kind of back at Bassett. And the fact that I'm still getting plus money, uh, on on the on what What's Golder says is the favorite. Uh, hey, I gotta I, ask because I, I like Condon at, at two. I, uh, I would go to anything. I would go to anything plus money with Bassett. So like once it gets okay. to even money, I'm out. Yep. Okay. So I mean, because I, I think there's going to be steam on game day, so we need to set price points. I did buy plus two hundred. I see plus one seventy five at Fanduel. I'm still buying Condon to about plus one sixty. And if there's steam on Bassett, like I, I'm done. It, 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 we're saying any plus money, right? Is that is that for, ba- for me for I, Bassett? And then you like yeah yeah. And you like Condon up to what? Uh, plus 160. Yeah. Okay. Plus one. yeah. So there's a little bit, a little bit, 15 cents I'd buy right now. 
Yeah, and th- and th- this is kind of the point though. With this one, it it's it is wide open. So it's it's kind of depending on your betting style. It's one where you're probably the most likely to lose because there's three. But there's also this is also the one where you could profit the most because everyone's at plus money. So yep. um, again, I, I'm the gold derby top choice has never lost. That's why I'm going bass. I, it's hard for me to choose it. Marvel like, though, you're going on the Marvel yeah. train though. In, yeah. ter- in terms of the performances, I mean, I thought it's it's it's, it's close. It's just everywhere is close enough. For me, well, I thought Hong like, Chao was the, out of all the performances. I thought her supporting Brandon Frazier in the whale was a great performance for her. Yeah. I mean, she was sassy. She's, I mean, she is the only reason that he has the food that, like, and I, I sad for me to see her at 34 to one because without her, that movie doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about Stephanie Zhu from Everything Everywhere. I really liked her, her in, yeah. that, in, in that role. Uh, of uh jobu and um you know she's she's like a she's a she's a a big under i mean honestly i'll probably put a few bucks on stephanie just because I, you think I, so i i, I just i from an eye test perspective you know and the fact that the movie has been getting so much love i don't hate it but at the same time she has no precursor so like i said it's just there's a reason she's 34 to 1 but um, I, I tell you what, I, you yeah. allowed me to go a, a long time on Maverick. I'm going to throw $25 on Stephanie here, and uh, we won't talk about it again. <laughs> if we get our hopes up on actress and we lose a big shot again. I mean, th- it is one of those where, uh, you know, to your point, it 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 th- th- there's going to be a vote split here where yeah, it, that, yeah. it can create a lot of, of variance. So, um, you know, that just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, all right, supporting actor. We got Keith Lee Kwan. From everything, everywhere, all at once. Big favorite, uh, minus two thousand. Barry Coogan, fourteen to one from Banshees of Inner Sharon. Brennan Gleeson, eighteen to one from Banshees of Inner Sharon. And then uh, Judd Hirsch and Brian Tyree Henry. Chops Atlanta, love that show. Uh, he's got it for Causeway, but he's forty-two to one, and and Hirsch is thirty-four to one. They aren't going to win. Uh, this is all about about Kiwi Kwan. Uh, yeah. Right, right. Like, there's not not much to say here. Yeah, that well, I, I will say a little bit something. So the rule for best supporting actor is older actors, lifetime achievements. You think last year with Coda with Troy Kotzer and what he's did for and, and Cody, you think Brad Pitt once upon a time, you think JK Simmons with Whiplash, Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins won this, and it wasn't Shawshank. I it's that's that's another thing that amazes me about this. 23 of 24 gold derby experts on key Hui, Kwan. And if you don't know that name. You do know him. Like I said, I'm I'm a male in my mid-40s. This is data from Goonies. And the second you hear that voice and everything, everywhere, all at once, you recognize it immediately as somebody that watched the Goonies. He is the roadmap to this movie. He is the biggest part of this movie. His performance is amazing. I am so happy to see him return to the screen. It gives you a level of comfort. It gives you a level of warmth because you're familiar with this character. You're familiar with this voice and you trust it. And this is a home run pick. I think minus 2000 is short. I think you're buying this up to minus 5,000 per the gold derby experts and editors. I doubt many people on this pod listening to this are going to actually bet at minus 2000, but yeah, it, <laughs> he's, he's winning this. He's winning. We got some parlay sickos. There's some parlay sickos. That's true. That is yeah, true. Yeah. This is the bet out of the, out of the top eight. I would say this is probably the most short thing, even more so than, um, than best picture for everything everywhere. I think this is the one there's just, there's just so much separation here between, between Kiwi Kwan and, uh, and everyone else. So that was the top eight. There are obviously a bunch of other categories, and a lot of times you do find the best 
values on some of these categories that, you know, people probably aren't betting as much, talking about as much. So I got a few here, but the first one is for best costume design. The, the nominees are uh, Elvis is the front runner, about minus 165. Uh, Black Panther's in the running. They're at plus 185. Everything Everywhere All at Once is five to one. Uh, and then Mrs. Harris goes to Paris and Babylon. Uh, they're, they're big long shots. But uh, I think Elvis should be a bigger favorite here. I, I would yeah. bet Elvis to minus 230. Um, the, the Gold Derby expert number one has won 10 of 11 or 91%. They, that this is the, the, the number one. And, uh, you know, 72% uh, of, the, of the experts here and are going for Elvis. Only 24% for Black Panther and 4% for, for Babylon. I, I, you know, Elvis... It looked like Elvis to me, so I, I, I'm going. I, I like this is a, this is one where I'm I'm betting I'm betting on the chalk, but I, I think the chalk is undervalued. And I and I think that this is uh I think this is where if you're not comfortable, it maybe uh, Austin Butler has steamed too much in the best actor category. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is where you want to hedge and throw some money in. Uh, you and I have talked about this before. This is our fourth annual podcast on the Oscars. Uh, costume design and makeup, they have their own award shows. And that's why Elvis is getting steamed is because they, you know, dominated in the costume designs and the makeup department yep. and all that. other. So uh, this is, to me, is a category where I'm going to dip in if the best actor odds fly on me on game day. And, you know, speaking of which, makeup and hairstyling, another one yep. where I like the favorite Elvis at minus 150. Uh, the whale is plus one ten. Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and uh, All Quiet on the Western Front are the long shots. But my my thinking on this one with with Elvis here, and, and I bet it up to about uh, anything under minus two hundred. But you know the the whale is getting some love here in this in this category. Um, but look at the the precursors, and it didn't really do much there. It, it's also it, it's controversial. Right. Yes. Like, again, yes. You know, it's how do the same you win with this the, with the how do you win this with the fat suit? Right. 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 Exactly. And so I again, I think Elvis, you know, is just like if this if there was a long shot, I think you could see Black Panther. Like, I don't hate if you're if you're going to take the favorite in Elvis, if you maybe hedge a tiny bit on Black Panther. But again, just kind of looking at it. And all the data we have, it looks like it's going to come down to Elvis versus the whale. But I, I just again, I, I think the the industry is going to be too split on the whale. And I don't think black Panther uh, or the Batman, you know, two kind of comic book movies, they'll probably split the votes if if you don't want to vote for the top two, Uh, you know, so it's really tough for me. I I think Elvis, it might be a a closer one than we think, but I I also think Elvis has like a really high floor uh, to win, to win this award. So uh, I'm going Elvis here. I think the price minus, about minus you know 150 that's that's a that's a pretty solid price here uh for, yeah. for elvis it's good to see the batman get uh just even mentioned on this pod after uh you know robert pattinson is uh one of my he is a rising actor uh someday he will be in this category and we will have a very long just i hope he doesn't go up against adam driver shout out to katie rich creek who we love uh she's an she and i are adam driver fans i hope that the uh, he doesn't go head to head with robert pattinson at some point in the future so I got one more, one more here. And this is a, a long shot, right? And this is one where you've hit this before. You've I, hit these I, songs. I think so. So like, and I've been wrong too. So, but here I've learned <laughs> from being wrong. And this is why I'm picking this pick. So for best original song, the nominees are uh, Natu Natu, 
uh, at minus from from the movie RRR at m- minus four thirty. So it's big favorite here. Mm-hmm. It's won pretty much all the precursors. We have Lift Me Up uh, from Black Panther. That's Rihanna. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. That's uh, Lady Gaga. And then we have Applause uh, from Felt Like a Woman and This Is a Life uh, from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Those are big long shots. Uh, Lift Me Up is plus four thirty. Hold My Hand is plus seven fifty. So those are like in the they're in the running, but they're 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 long shots. They're just not massive long shots. I think. I think you got to go lift me up here. The reason is I, I made the mistake of not betting on Billie Eilish. Uh, and she she wasn't the gold derby favorite, but, she, you know, she ended up winning. I'm just looking at this like, can't bet against Rihanna. Like, you just, you're just. How like, far was her, the Super Bowl halftime? How far was the Super Bowl I was there. It, it was it was dope. I was I was there in person. It was it was amazing. Um, great, great game. Great, great halftime show. This is like Rihanna's only one, like song in, in like a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm not betting against Rihanna here. The Golden Globe and the Critics' Choice Award both went to uh, the two to two, but only four of the last eleven have won both of those awards. So this is one where the precursors don't necess- aren't necessarily super predictive. This is like an American award show. Yep, everyone loves Rihanna. Like, so I like Rihanna. Going to be a long shot. I, you know, as far as price, I- I'd probably go to like. You know, three to one, anything three to one or better. Uh, you know, I, I think it's fine here for Lift Me Up uh, just because it's one of those where it's ripe for upsets and you're going to be kicking yourself if you didn't, if you looked at this and just didn't bury Rihanna. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, mm-hmm. those are the three I got. Uh, all right. That is going to wrap it here for our fourth annual Oscars betting preview show here on the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. So let's just quickly recap before we get out of here. Our best bets. What do you got, Colin? The two biggest ones that I have the most money on by far are best actor, Austin Butler, plus 120. I'm buying everything. I'm being limited. I'm being stopped. I will buy that at plus money at any point once it becomes the favorite, probably on on game day, on the day of the Academy Awards, it's probably going to steam. So that's when I would stop buying. Other than that, Raybon, we, you know, I mentioned Top Gun uh, earlier in, in the, earlier in the show for another category, but it, you know, it like minus 800, minus 600, minus 700 for best sound. I think that that is an absolute lock, like farther than what the odds are. That is an absolute winner right there, and it's not being priced accordingly. So for me, Austin Butler, best actor, best sound, minus my, you know, minus eight hundred for Top Gun is not being priced correctly. Those are my favorites. For me, it's Butler as well. Uh, all of the the three I gave at the end. That's costume design for Elvis. I would do that to about minus two thirty. Uh, makeup and hair for Elvis. Uh, I would do that up to anything under minus 200. Uh, and best song, Lift Me Up, plus 300 or better. Can't fade Rihanna. That one. Can't fade Rihanna, man. Can Cannot fade Rihanna. That's going to do it for us. Be sure to check out our Oscars bets, bets episode. That'll be out Thursday morning uh, with even more betting picks from our Action Network experts and Oscars fanatics, including Colin Whitchurch and Katie Rich Creek. You can follow Colin on Twitter at underscore Colin one with two L's in Colin. And you can find me at Chris Raybon. Until next time, let's get this money. All right. You've really made this a night to remember in every way. Now let's go party till dawn. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.